So it's it's nice that you are already gone through it. This isn't the ops, Mac. You have nothing to worry about. I will not ask you anything incriminating. If you do tell <laughs> yourself, that is on you. <laughs> you telling yourself that is on yeah, you. Yeah. And it got nothing to do with me, man. What's the name of Uncle Poochie's podcast? Six feet, under. Six, six feet under podcast. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Whenever this message reaches you, you're listening to another video for the Six Feet Under podcast. I am your five foot nine host with sophisticated ignorance, Uncle Poochie. He's here, ladies and gentlemen. The the the, the bully, the bully. Yeah, he's here. I don't, I'm not, even, I'm not even gonna go into introduction. I'll let him introduce himself. Go ahead, bully, step into the mic and tell the people who you are. Yeah, I'm Mac, AKA the karaoke bully, AKA fat boy swag, AKA the Mac train. You know, one half of that Are You Serious podcast. You know, you can find me over, you know, on Are You Serious podcast along with my co-host, Mitchell. <laughs> you you already starting off like that, dog. You already do hey, You call man. Mitch. You know what? Don't worry about it, Mitch. Baby, your time is coming. You gonna be on the show, man. You gonna be your side of the story. Okay, okay. If you guys, hey, look, man. If you guys, man. Mm-hmm. Look, it's, it's 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 rare that I get to be a, a guest on somebody's show. You feel me? Oh, oh no no, it's in due time, Matt. It's in due time because the people need to hear you. They need to see your face. They need you. Need, you claim Bisbee. They won't see your face. You know what I'm saying? They're going to go see you out here. But this is my man, um, Matt. He's part of the SMG family. Shout out to the gang, SMG gang, gang, Sarkar against the group. I would say our names, but, bro, I ain't going to lie. It's like Wu-Tang at this point. I don't know who in. I don't know who out. I just know there's a, a collective of motherfuckers, and we in this group. So right. that's what it is. But I'm very happy to have this brother on my show. Um, once upon a time, before they kicked us off live, we did a live show um, called Three-Headed Monster. Um, we still got some stuff in working. But it's very happy. I'm very happy to have you on my show, Mac. Thank you for being here today, brother. Thank you for having me, man. Thank oh you man, no, no problem, bro. I mean, I, I'm gonna say, bro, I'm all the time in the music. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Mac. It's all about timing, my brother. And you gotta coordinate. I know that's the problem with you young players now. This you y'all know, just gotta coordinate. Y'all know how to coordinate. You know, y'all just wanna just wanna jam it in there. Gotta, gotta rub it up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, bro, I've just been super busy, and I and I thought about that earlier when um when I was thinking about preparing for the show. I was just like, damn, I remember, I remember when I would tell people I had a podcast, and they would roll their eyes, like they would legitimately roll their eyes, like, oh, okay, you got a podcast? Who you think you is, Joe Budden? I didn't know who the fuck Joe Budden was outside of pump, pump, pump it up. I thought he was a rapper. And now when I have people like yourself, talented, who are like thoroughly interested in coming on the show, you know, it's 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 very, very appreciative. And I appreciate you, one, for wanting to be here and one for allowing me to have you on it. So thank you for that. Um, Mitch, like I said, I don't know if you're the co-host. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to do that. Tab. So I know Mitch Mitch going to hear this and be like, man, fuck, man, nigga, y'all going to come on, call me a co-host, not going to say nothing. Nah, man. Nah, he... he 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 uh this is my get back from him doing another show and you know I heard some things that he said about me. So I said, okay, okay. 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 <laughs> He's doing shows? Oh yeah, oh. he was on another podcast, um, the Pretty and Gritty. Oh, shout out to Pretty and Gritty out there. That's the SMG gang over there too. Pretty and Gritty, um, I'm gonna be honest with you. They um they some man I, I didn't say it. 
You said it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna call them man eaters. Mac gonna call them ratchet. But they, they some man eaters. I, I fuck with pretty and gritty. Those those the homies over there. Um, I didn't. I never knew nothing about 97 North. Is that what it is called? 97 North out there. Yeah. Was yeah. is that like, that's y'all freeway out there in Baltimore? Yeah, it's, it's a uh, it's a highway around. Uh, well, down where they live at. Oh, okay. All right, cause it's I ten over. You know, I'm sure you listen to down south rap. You already know about I ten, so you know how you get down. But Max, my man, dog. I had um I had conjured up the idea to have Mac on many many moons ago, like he said, but just shit kept getting in the way. But we're here now. And uh, the reason why I wanted to have Mac on the show is, you see, I know he looks nice, soft, and cuddly. Yeah, he, he has a Gerald Levert vibe going on, but this man, this man. <laughs> oh, Mac, would you? Oh, okay, okay, hold on, Mac. Let me, let me back up. Let me, let me back up, Mac. I know he looks like a ghost. He looks like an angry black man. What you, how do you want me to describe you, Mac? Well, I just want to look like a, a regular person. Like, why well, I got to be cuddly and then Gerald Levert, and then next thing you know, I'm... Angry black man, like just, I'm just like, me, me. Nope, nope, Mac, you can't be, you can't be that. Nope, I don't know. If, I can't nope, be nope, me. No, you can't. Have you watched the television? A black man cannot just be himself. What are you talking about, Mac? What shit? How many people have you shot? Don't answer that question. <laughs> Everybody had to take a sip on that one. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't answer that question. I was just playing. I was just playing. Don't answer that question. But no, seriously, man, um, I wanted to have Mac on because uh, Mac is not, um, Mac's not your everyday black man. I don't think anybody's an everyday anything, but Mac, like myself, he, he I, I'm trying to say this in the most polite way, but then say it in a way that, you know, they want it to be said. But it's just like, you see Mac, you look at Mac, and you wouldn't know that Mac, you know, does karaoke. I would never have thought in a million years, Mac, you sang karaoke. Then you hear Max taste the music, and he's talking about the barge and all these things. And I'm like, damn, Mac, I thought you was banging that new um, whatever rapper song, song, song. And it's like, oh, you're multifaceted. Oh, you mean like there's different sides to you outside of just like in rap music and drinking 40s with your homies? It's crazy. How, how, how do they do that, Mac? You know, I, had, I had a 40 in over 10 years, man. Man, listen. They still drink those? <laughs> Listen, I'm pretty sure they do in the West Coast. Yeah, they do, bro. They do. Uh, Bro, I walked outside of uh, an apartment the other day. They was drinking four locos at 8 a.m. I said, wow. Wow. Your liver must be made of, like, iron or something. Four locos. Do you remember those? Yeah. Yeah. I remember those when they, before they got um, rechanged, they had too much, uh, like, alcohol to, like, whatever to it. It was passing on. Niggas almost snapping, just... Dying on niggas, this shit was crazy. But no, I wanted to have Mac on because Mac, you're your father, correct? Your father. father of two. Father of two. Okay. Uh boy and a girl, right? Yep. Okay. So you you see this world for what it is and not for what it ain't anymore as a father, I would imagine now, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, man. It's like I don't have any kids, and I tell people all the time, like, you know, the older I get, the more I start to realize why there were certain rules put into place, you know for me as a black person. And you know, back then I used to say shit like it ain't fair or it ain't right or whatever it is. And now I'm just like, bro, it's just life. And I'm sure you being, you know, on this earth 30 plus years probably would say the same. Like, hey, what's what's the F word? Who who uses the fair word in this world? Whoever says anything's not fair, I would really think of them, especially if you're a black person. If you tell me something ain't fair, I would tell you, you must ain't live long enough. Cause I, I don't know when they ever made America fair. 
for black people. I, I was there ever time for that, Mac? I don't know. You'll look older than me. Okay. So all this complaining and shit I've been hearing from my counterparts, people, you know, my age or younger and shit, and they be telling me, oh, well, it's not fair, so-and-so. I'm like, whoa, where the fuck did you get that word from? Like, ain't shit ever been fair for us. But yeah, Mac, um, I think one of the things I like about you, man, is that as a person with life experience, one thing I can say about you that is really, really impressive is your ability and your want to learn more. Like you, I've, I've like met you and I think I met you probably like now going about six, eight months ago when we met, um, like a little bit right before the summertime. And it was never, I mean, now Mac has his feelings about things and that's why everybody should have their feelings about things, but I never knew you to not at least be like, well, okay, all right, well, I, I can hear you. Nigga, I might not agree with you, but I can like hear what you got going on because I'm willing to see at least somewhat of what you're saying. Now, would you say that came through experience of living or were you just always like that, Mac? Um, I say a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I'm gonna say, well, I'm gonna really say more of experience of living. Mm-hmm. As, you, uh, as you get older, you start to realize certain stuff. You feel me? You, you, you have to, Sometimes you have to take a step back and look at things through other other lenses. Mm. You know, you can't look at things through your lenses all, all the time. Everything's not in black and white. There's always a gray area. So you gotta you gotta live in reality. You can't live in your reality. You gotta live in you know re- the real world's reality. Nigga, you are spitting. You are spitting because as somebody as somebody who is just about to enter their 30s. Like, legitimately, next year I'll be 30. Um, I have no children. But, um, you know, I've been pretty much out on my own since maybe 18. You know, I was one of those people, when you turn 18, get out your mama's house. I did that. I was, oh, because, you know, that whole grown factor and shit like that. You know, like, I came back, left, all that stuff. But you said live in the world's reality. That's really big because I think... And correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of people's problems, especially when it comes to like our our people at least, is that we want to live like in our in our reality. You know what I'm saying? And then that's when we get in trouble, i.e. like like working for people who don't look like us. You know what I'm saying? Right. A lot of times I've been in jobs and I've seen like a black person do certain things. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I used to think like, man, you shouldn't act like that in front of like white folks or you shouldn't act like that in front of people. And as I got older, it was like, no, bro, you should just keep that inside of your crew, inside of your clique. Like that's cool or whatever with your people, but everybody ain't your people. So you need to be able to read the room, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? And so, what was that, Max, say one more time? Yeah, camouflage it. Thank you. You got to camouflage it. You got to... Is a what's the term? I'm I'm sorry. It's it's a term for code switch, is what they they call it. Code switching, like going into work and being professional, basically, and knowing like okay, well, we ain't gonna do that. We ain't gonna do this. And so, code switching is very important to being successful as a black person. But Mac, a lot of people say code switching is selling out. Have you ever felt like you yourself have like sold out to like improve your lifestyle or or like? You, you you switched it up and now you don't feel the same anymore or you don't feel true to who you used to be. You ever felt that way before? No. I would say that 
I adapt to certain situations, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think a coast was like one hundred percent. Like I know how to adapt to certain situations. I know when when to turn it on and when to turn it off. Mm-hmm. But I'm always gonna be. I'm always gonna have you know my own values and and things like that yeah. to myself. So. Yeah. Nah, that's that's important, man. Um, because the word again, another word you use is important, adapt. Because like um I remember I remember me and you both grew up in the era of Ellen Iverson, and Ellen Iverson had the, the coolest tattoo I used to think. It said the only the strongest will survive. And realistically, I as I've gotten older, I've redirected that and said maybe not the strongest, but the most adaptable will survive. Because realistically, bro, you can be strong as shit and you being strong in the wrong situation. Like me and you both have probably dated some very, very strong women and been like, yo, sis, you can stop being so goddamn strong, okay? You should ease up a little bit. And even maybe in yourself, you probably found yourself being strong. And it's like, bro, like maybe you should just, you know, adapt, like you said. And so that's really important because I think, like, you know, God rest his soul, man. We lost a real one this uh, week uh, from my hometown, Dolph. Um, was murdered out there in South Memphis. And, you know, my heart really goes out to him because it's like, that's another soul lost over some bullshit. I don't care whatever it was, it was over some bullshit. And you think, right, he got shot and murdered in a city he was from. Like many, many rappers have been. A lot of rappers. Boosie said it the best, get out of your fucking town. Don't come back. And a lot of people will take that as, this is my city. This is my city. I ain't got that. One of the best TV shows ever, if y'all never watched it, is The Wire. And not because it was in Baltimore, not because, you know, motherfuckers were shooting up, bang, bang. It's because one thing The Wire taught me when I used to watch that show was that the streets love no one. Like, legitimately nope. love no one. Like, The Wire was such a great show. Not be- and a lot of people have their reasons for why they like The Wire. A lot of people have their reasons why they don't like The Wire. But the one thing The Wire taught me was everybody can get it. There wasn't one person in that show who didn't either get got or get shot. And one of the things that taught me from a young age, a lot of people may not know this, but Michael B. Jordan was in that show at the beginning. Yeah, he was real young. Real young. (laughs) Yeah, real young. You don't even recognize him. He's so young. But he gets whacked. I think it was like season one. He gets whacked. And um, he gets shot. He gets murdered because he snitched. And he thought people didn't know. He came back home. And they told him not to come back home. And he came back home. And right before his, because his homies kill him, if you remember the scene. Yep. Right before his homies kill him, they his homie looks at him and says, you should have never came back. I told you, you should have never came back. And uh, then they kill him right before he starts crying. And, and they shoot him and kill him. And that's it. There's no sad song and all like that. That nigga was just dead and that was it. And that taught me from a young age when I was just a young man doing things that I knew I shouldn't have been doing. That it's just like, yo, the these people you kicking it with, doing this illegal shit with, or doing these illegitimate things with, they don't love you, dog. They don't love you at all. Okay. And I know they may say it's love, but it's not. I know they may say, you know. Rest in peace to another one, Nipsey Hussle. He had a lyric in one of his songs. He said, Brody is the slang, but that don't mean he love you. Because Brody, for y'all who aren't, you know, living in California like me, is basically our way of saying homie, bro, homeboy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Brody. So you hear a lot of people say the term Brody, but you just like, that don't mean that that's your friend. You know what I'm saying? You should just keep your eyes open. So would you say, without incriminating yourself, <laughs> what taught you how to adapt? Was it just life experience? Or did you see other people get an example made out of them? 
because I got a story for you after that. Life experience, actually. Really? Like, I didn't, I mean, I'm not going to go into full extent, but like, I've, I've done things in the past, you feel me, like, mm-hmm. that I had to learn from. Mm-hmm. You know, certain people I got, I, I had to learn to stay away from, you know, as you get older. And, and basically, I mean, it was really having kids that really made me, you know, see life through a different perspective. Like, I gotta do, I gotta do what's right for my kids now. Like it's no more, it's no more about me. Like when it was just about me, I ain't give a fuck. You feel yeah. me? So now it's like, you know, I gotta, I gotta make a path for them. I gotta make a way for them. So I can't, I can't do certain stuff I used to do no more. I can't hang with certain people I used to hang with no more. Like I mean, I see you, you know, what's up, what's up, you know. How you been? You know, keep it moving. Like we, we cool. You feel me? Like you always pick up the phone and call me. But certain certain stuff you you still doing? Like I can't do it with you. Okay. Uh, can't do it. Can't go there. You know. Um, and it's one of those things because um, my 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 pops was very much uh, a, a like a out of the way type cat. You know. And I remember, you know, because my pops had me young. I was 22. My mom's 21. So, I mean, young in, in perspective, you know what I'm saying? But I remember, you know, my dad saying, like, when he, when he had me, there was no more hangout time. You know, he was like, bro, it just really wasn't about that hangout life. You know what I'm saying? I got, I'm 22 with a kid making $5 an hour. Like, what is there really to hang out with, you know? And what really got me was that I didn't realize what I knew to be true about myself and how reckless I was until um, last year I got into a car accident and it was really, really bad, bro. I split a tree. It was terrible, dog. I, I was obviously right. driving deep and I ended up, when I opened my eyes, I was in a passenger seat. When I opened my eyes, I was in a hole. I was, the car, it shifted me and crazy. I hit the, I hit the steering wheel. It was, it was crazy, but by the grace of God, I'm still here. I ain't have a scratch on me. All I have was like kind of like a kink in my neck. <clears throat> What's wild about that is I remember when my dad found out and uh, he was out of town, he called me and he was like, yo, fam, like, I just want to know how many more of these do you think you can survive? Because anybody who knows me knows I had a drinking problem, really, really bad drinking problem. I had a bad drinking problem and a little bit of a substance abuse problem for about 10 years. And my dad knows this, you know what I'm saying? And that's what he would ask me. He was like, how, how many more of these do you think you're going to survive? And when when he when it was something about that last car accident kind of reminded me of that scene in uh, Menace to Society when uh, Kane's granddad asked him, like, do you yeah. care if you live, you die? And that nigga said, I don't know. And I had like that moment. You feel me? I had that moment where it was just like, like, I, 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 I do care. Like, I, I, I want to be alive. And after that, man, I, it was hard. I put down the bottle. Um, I've been sober uh, since January of this year. It's one of the hardest motherfucking things I've did in my life, honestly. Um, and you do realize that a lot of this shit in life is about adapting. You know what I'm saying? A lot of black people think that you move out of the a black neighborhood sometimes and your life gets better. It, it does not. It does not. Being black followed me everywhere I went. So my question to you is, is like, when you look at it, Matt, like I'm sure you've experienced racism, you know, as a black person, yes. of course. <clears throat> how how do you deal with that now that you've adapted and you understand the situation? Versus, I just laugh at. It. I just laugh at. It. Like, 
And this is why he's my nigga, ladies and gentlemen, because I do the same thing. You just laugh at it. That's all you can do. That's all. I mean, I had a like a I had a Karen experience about three weeks ago. I just laughed at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you, what you want me to do? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what you want me to do? You, like, I'm not gonna hit you. Yeah, I had. See, that's the thing, though. They they do that to uh, provoke you. That's what they do. That, that's you know, I'm not gonna say all oh, white people like that, but you know, the the ones that are racist, they do that to provoke you. They want a reaction out of you. That's all they do. You know? In in Mac and Lion, you and Ryan Mac. I work in a service industry type thing. Like my job is like servicing. You know, I sell stuff, but it's, it's service, customer service sales. You know what I'm right. saying? And I was at my job, and I had to take a payment. And the payment, the woman wanted to pay pay with a credit card. And you pay with a credit card, you got to do a different system. You got to go through a website. I got to send you a text message. All this other extra crap, right? So I'm telling her, this is what we got to do. She's like, Well, is it secure? Yes, ma'am. It's a website we use for everything. Yeah, but is it secure? And I, I like said it to her the second time, right? I'm like, and I explained to her, I'm like, yes, ma'am. She asked me a third time. I looked at her and I said, or oh, you could just pay cash for this. And I just laughed. And because at that moment, I knew what she was trying to do. She was trying to insinuate that me taking her credit card information in some way, I was going to remember it and steal it. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever. It don't matter. It don't it honestly don't even fucking matter. But as Mac just said, I just laughed at her. I just, I just dead ass laughed at her. I just looked. I laughed, and as I started laughing, I could see the anger in her face, and I was like, yeah, you thought you was going to get me, huh? You thought I was going to start yelling in here, and oh, well, you racist bitch, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. First and foremost, although I would say fuck this job, I kind of need it right now. Okay, <laughs> okay you feel me? Kind of need it. Secondly, on top, of, on top of that shit, I, girl, and this is how I cut it, and this is how I cut it, and I don't give a damn who gets upset with me about this, I don't care who tries to counsel me, but the thing about me, the reason why I can laugh at racism now is that I live in California, right? And in California, actually, I'll make this point. I didn't even know Dolphin was murdered. I didn't know Dolphin was murdered. A white kid told me. You wanna know why? Because secretly that nigga wanna be me, okay? And that's why I laughed at that lady. I said, lady, you can try to be racist to me all you want, but your kids come in here and they see me, they wanna be just like me. They wanna dress like me. They wanna act like me. They wanna talk like me. They wanna be tough like me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's all about wanting to be like me. And that's the only reason why you treat me like this, because you know you can never beat me on your worst day, bitch. You can never be the half of best of what I am. So get the fuck out of here. So nah, it, it's you're so right. And that's the answer. Any young bug, any young player from the Himalayas listening to this right now, check this out, man. If you are ever in a position where someone is being openly racist to you, or you know, they're trying to demean your character. And you know you ain't did shit wrong. All you need to do is laugh. Just laugh. That's it. Just laugh. Because believe me, your laughter is going to piss them off. And if someone gets mad at you for laughing at them for some shit they did, believe me, they didn't do it without ill intent. They did it to piss you off. You got to tell them with kindness, man. That's what you got to do. That's when they really get mad. Mm-hmm. That's when they really get mad. When they don't see the reaction out of you that they want, they really get mad. Then. You know, that's when this, you know, when they speak to a manager, or, or or I'm going to call the authorities. Call whoever you want. By the time you call, I'm going to be gone anyways. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, it's just, it's one of those things that it upsets me because, you know, ever so often they do get us, you know, and people will bait switch, you know, Black people into doing shit. And it's just like one of those things where I have to 
had to tell, you know, you know, my brothers and sisters, I'm like, hey, bro, chill out, son. They already think we're overly emotional anyways. You know what I'm saying? Which is not necessarily us being overly emotional, motherfucker. You being rude. And I'm only just standing up for myself, but whatever. I don't I don't even have to go into all that. But yeah, no, nah, you're not wrong, you're not lying, man. Just just laugh. Just laugh. Especially, especially when you look like us. When you dark skinned the black men and with a beard and you know, it just I don't know what type of man indigo shit people be thinking we on, but <laughs> well, I just don't. I just don't. I mean, the 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 box people try to place me in sometimes, I just laugh. I just laugh because I never I never you would never assume that I graduated from a public Ivy League institution. You never assume, you know what I'm saying, that I've been to Europe and traveled the world. You know, you never assume that I'm as educated as I am because really that's none of your fucking business, you know? It's none of your business. But but to be honest with you, why do I need to show all that for you to respect me as a human? I don't be getting that. I don't be getting that. But you know, that's 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 people's life. Now, let me ask you this though, Matt. <clears throat> I'm gonna ask you something. You can be honest if you want. Dating as a black man. Is it hard or is it easier dating within our group? Like, are you are you are you thoroughly just staying with our, our Nubian nuggets or do you ever catch yourself thinking like, man, I need to get the fuck up out of this. Like, this ain't working for me no more. I mean, you, you got two kids. So, I mean, and those are your kids are black, right? Their dad's black. Oh. So what I, it don't matter who I had to raise them by, you know. <laughs> They're black. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, they're black too, but I'm just saying it don't matter who I slept with, they're still black. <laughs> Matt, Matt, I'm gonna be honest with you. There's not some people who believe that. I'm just gonna be honest with you. Some people don't believe that. Some black people, is the dominant race, man. People don't believe that. Be real, Jim. There's some people who's like, well, you know, um, my dad's black, but you know, blah blah. blah. Nah, son. As soon as you hear it said, my dad's black. black. Is the dominant race. I'm like, son, I ain't hear nothing after you said black. I'm gonna be so real with you. <laughs> I heard black, I just be like, mm, okay, so you're a Negro. That's cool. But nah, man, like, so do, do you stay in that realm with black women? Like, cause I mean, they 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 can push us in the most positive direction. I feel like, you know, black women can. But I have like pull us too. I was just gonna say, and then they can put us in a very very dark space, and that's where I get. <sighs> nah. I, um... I stay within within our race. Now, now I'm not gonna say I haven't had thoughts of dating outside of our race, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't, I can't see myself dating outside my race. Mm-hmm. Now, I might have relations outside my race, but to bring a a different colored woman home mm-hmm. to my parents' or Thanksgiving dinner, I can't do it. I'm sorry. You don't want to be the cousin. Yeah, I can't do that. I mean, now I will say, mm-hmm. I will say that I I might go Latino. I mean, granted, that's just another shade of black. Honestly, it's, uh, yeah, I might go Latino. They crazy. Like, <laughs> I have dated. I have dated. <laughs> What's funny yesterday is uh, at my job, this dude came in and he was like, "How about Espanol?" And I was like, "Un poco." And I started speaking to him in Spanish a little bit, and so he was like, like taken aback because clearly I am not Mexican at all. And he he started speaking to me like deeply in Spanish. I was like, oh, lo siento, un momento, you know what I'm saying? And he like basically asked me in broken English, like, how do you know Spanish? And I was like, my ex girlfriend uh, was a form of Spanish, and boy, 
<laughs> so yeah, crazy. I can sign off on man. I mean, good cooking, great cooking, crazy. Yes, yes. Now, in in your opinion, and to be honest, they're actually loyal. They're loyal as fuck to a very, 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 very strong default to a point where you got to be like, hey, you probably should not be as loyal. That's uh, like they are loyal as fuck, but they're crazy. Like. like you turn that switch on, they it's no turning it off. Or you try to leave? Or you try to leave? In my case, you try to leave? Uh-uh, you ain't leaving. Yeah, like, yeah, that, that's the type of loyalty they have, like. Yeah, you're not leaving. Like, she was like, you're leaving a body bag before you leave me. I'm like, hey, yo, 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 yo. A body bag? <laughs> but, hey, tis, tis his life. But um, when when you look at it, you're, you're oh, shit. Um, sorry, man getting old man you have weird things popping your brain and stuff you be getting stuff but um when you look at it now your your connection with black women would you say you stay down with them outside of just the fact that you are also black or is it just because of the um the connection like in my head the reason why i can never see myself really dating anyone who isn't black is because there are so many struggles so many little things that we I didn't just struggle. So many little things, nuances of being black that I don't have time to teach people. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got to teach you why I want motherfucking sweet potato and not pumpkin. Okay. All right. I don't have time to teach you the words of maze. You need to know a maze song off the back. When I say happy feelings, you know what I'm saying? I need you to know what the fuck I'm talking about. All right. I, I don't, I, nah, I don't, I, 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 I agree with you, man. I can't be that cousin coming to the cookout. And teaching my, my girl how to do electric slide. It's like, girl, you need to know how to do some of this shit in your heart. Like, this is just not gonna make it. But no, in, in all honesty, and I don't give a fuck, fuck how bad this sounds. I I think I want kids, and I don't want to have to explain to my child why, as a black person, we don't do that. You know what I'm saying? It's and then you go to your mama's side of the family and they like, well, we do it like this. And it's like, no, we the fuck don't. Okay. And that's just what made me stick with them. But um, I will say the downside sometimes with dating some of our sisters is, um, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, is the money thing, the money talk. Because I feel like in the black community, you could be the lamest motherfucker in the world, but if you got money, boy, do we excuse a lot of shit, man. Yeah. We excuse a lot of shit for people who got money. And it's just like, I get it. Money is important, but it don't excuse you being lame, bro. Like you, some motherfuckers get money and they just, you know, I don't even know how to put it. I I saw this interview one time years ago with Holyfield, and if you all don't know who Holyfield is, you are way too young to talk to us. But Holyfield got like a hundred kids, y'all, and his brother, yes, his brother was like, "Yo, what's up, dog?" Like. You gotta stop this, and you know Holyfield. Uh, I mean, from what I know about Holyfield, he seemed like a cool dude. Like, I don't know that I'm bad about Holyfield. You know what I'm saying? But like, to have all those fucking kids just because you got money don't mean you need to be having all these fucking kids. I mean, like, I feel Nick Cannon. You want to spread your seed? That's dope, bro. But this kind of lame, buddy. Like having all these children, you gonna fuck somebody up down the line because you can't be there for all these goddamn kids. So you being a you being a dad, how do you see that? Like, are you are you gonna have more kids, or do you think you tapped out at two? I mean, because two is a lot. I think that if I do have more kids, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to be married. 
I can't I can't do it no more, you know, if we're not committed, committed. So now, now, I mean, the about, like the thing touch on about with Nick, Nick Cannon, like I mean, he got the money to take care of the kids. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but at some point, like he did say, you know, he want kids and like he really don't want to be with the moms. Like, what type of father figure you setting though? This is Sarkaric and Sunday. This is featuring the people of Sarkaric like Papa the Jester. He's the boss. He's small. She's the young one. Tasha, she's the great. King Mac, he's a king. Megan Better, she's always doing better. Shay LaRon, she gangster with it. Quana and Della, you know what it is. Uncle Pooche, he's five foot nine. Rodney, that's the homie. Doc, he's a doctor. Oh my God, it's Key. And we got Love Lit Journey. Making money, Mitch, you know he's gonna do it. Best friend, he's a white man. Kaylani, she a witch. Hell and Turner, them boys good. Coming soon, start carrying Sunday. How was your boy? It was. Hey. Like, it was a time in my life when, you know, I had, you know, I wasn't going to say I had a lot of money, but I was well off. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And it was like, people, people see you and they like, oh, he got money. Let's go hang with him. Like, mm-hmm. then you, you, you gotta, you gotta try to decipher are these people genuine or not. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. it was a time when, you know, and I, I wish my brother was here to convince me, like, you know, I used to walk around with, you know, uh, 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 the Louis Vuitton glasses and the chains and the ring. We go in the strip club. You know, that, that tell them straight up, you know, I play for the Ravens. You know what I mean? And it, it looked, you know, on the, on the parents, it looked like, you know, I got money. I play for the Ravens. Yeah, you look for the Ravens. Yeah, and shit like that. But, but no, nah, like, money ain't everything. Money can't buy you loyalty. Money, money, uh, I think loyalty is the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I tell people, I tell people all the time, and that, and and that's another word right there, and loyalty. That's the L word I care the most about, because people think it's about love. And like, I want to be loved. I want people to love me. I need you to love me. <laughs> I need you to love me. No, no, no. I mean, I would like for you to love me. That would be nice. But are you going to be loyal? Is way bigger of a factor for myself personally, um, because as Max said, the money does not buy loyalty. I think about again go back to um paid and fool um mitch thought that um you know cameron was his man he he, he thoroughly thought that that nigga was his man you know that nigga they was in jail together he sliced the nigga up for him you know what i'm saying ace got shot killed that nigga for him it's like this the man but had mitch really been paying attention to he was just trying to close to him that's it the whole time that was all he was trying to do he had no loyalty to him. And you actually see that, just if I'm going on this little bit of tangent, if you know this movie, you actually see that in the first scene when they're sitting there shooting and talking about betting money. And before they're, they're shooting that into the trash can, Cameron tells a story about how he took the cake and mushed it in brother's face and no one finds it funny. But he finds it funny because it's all about power to him. And that, and, and, and you're, not lying, you're not lying, Mac. That is when you... When you will perceivably have money, it is odd the way people want to stand next to you and you're like, but well, what you here for? And that's when that's when you get really, really suspicious. And and I, you know, I, I told I told a friend recently, I said, you know, I don't know if I want people to think I have things. And she said, What do you mean? I said, you know, I've been there just like you, Mac. I've been in places with the drop top. You know, I had a drop 
you know, I had a drop, you know, I had a drop sitting on, on uh, 18s, you know, nice little thing, nice little whip. Motherfuckers thought I had all the money in the world. You know what I'm saying? I had, uh, I, I, I crashed, true story, smashed up the gray one, bought me a red, like Pimp C said, when he got me a new Impala. He couldn't bought me for $1,000. Motherfuckers thought I was paid. You know, and in, in that time period, um, my substance abuse and my drinking took over. So I lost it all. I mean, I lost it all. You know what I'm saying? And as I started reaching out to motherfuckers, like, hey, man, you know, let him yell, you know what I'm saying? What's up? You know, motherfuckers, when I, as you said, when I was well off, it was nothing for me. But, oh, here's this. Oh, here's that. You know, when I fell off and, you know, I'm not looking too well, it's like, ugh. You know, you ain't looking too good. And it's like, nah, I'm not. And then, you know, you reach out with your hands out and I ain't got it, you know? But now I'm doing this podcasting. We've been doing this podcasting, this thing. I've been doing it for two years. You guys have been doing a great job. Shout out to Are You Serious Podcast, by the way. Let me give them the roses for a second. If y'all haven't checked out that show, out the gate, I messaged them and said, hey, yo, y'all got something special, you know, because I'm not really, um, I'm not a big rah-rah person, but what I am is an analytical person. And analytically, I saw you guys had something from like your first promo video. I was like, man, you motherfuckers got something. So shout outs to y'all, man. I'm so proud of y'all for doing it over there, man. I'm so proud of y'all. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. Shout outs to Mitch. Uh, you know, y'all niggas is love. But my you... co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he's going to kill you when he hears shit. <laughs> you know, Mitch, Mitch know one thing. He know how to comment on YouTube. He's like, man, you got damn co-host. Got damn co-host. That's um... not. That's not. <laughs> But the thing about um, this, the, the thing about uh, podcasting that you've probably seen or will see very soon, at least I know I see because I live in LA, is that it's going to start making people look at you and be like, oh, oh, you do podcasts. Now, citing the fact that you guys have such a good, you know, uh, you guys got a good flow with what you got going right now. I feel like y'all look and feel as though you have the validity of motherfuckers who've been doing this for years, although y'all just started this year. That's going to get really weirder, Mac, the farther you get into this thing and people start asking you the most ungodly fucking questions. Oh, do you know so-and-so? Can you get in touch with so-and-so? Oh, I like blah, blah. And you're going to get some people that you like, oh, we got podcasts you be on. And they're going to tell you shit like, oh, yeah, when y'all start doing, when y'all get to a major network, I'll let me. And this is where things get really funny. And this is where we'll transition to my last conversation piece. We'll talk about how many phone calls, text messages, DMs do you think you're going to have to miss before people start calling you fake? Or have you already gotten there? Newfound fame. I I mean, I, I typically answer everybody, you feel me, unless I just don't want to. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I don't have. I'm not obligated to answer people. <laughs> so I mean, I try. To, I try to answer everybody though. But you know, it comes a certain time where it's like some of that shit is just like I'm gonna say some some people just don't know how to word stuff, and it just comes off as stupid. And I'm like, you know, I'm not even gonna not even gonna answer this. Like, <laughs> the, the questions are just gonna get dumber. I'm telling you, Mac. The yeah, questions, like, they're just gonna get dumber. I'm telling you, the questions will get dumber because I found the higher you go, the more people want to either test your character or get you out of your character. It's like you know, Jay Jay Z once said, 
you know, blind man, a wise man once told me not to argue with fools because people from a distance can't tell who is who. And it's going to get to a point where you're going to see, I mean, you've seen it. You know, we have our group chats that we in. I've seen y'all DMs all the time, people saying the most outlandish shit to me about shit that ain't true. Like, oh, damn. Like, I think the funniest group chat, the funniest message, I don't know if you saw it, it was in group chat I sent to when the dude wrote me and was like, oh, snap, you gay now? Hey, man. Yeah, I've seen that. Now, actually, you know, people actually reached out to me about you, and I'm like, man, that's that's my man. Like, you had to ask him that. Like, I don't, I don't get to it in the personal life. Like, you had to ask him. That was what I'm like, People actually reached out to me and asked about that, and I'm like, no, nah, that's yeah, ask him. Like, that's his, that's his personal business. That's me, man. It's just my personal stick. And the thing is. Um, I, I, I realized when I first started podcasting, right, that um, to make a good podcast, you were going to have to be not necessarily raw, but real to an extent, you know, something relatable that the people could feel. And one thing about me is I've always been a goofy ass individual, I've always been goofy, always been goofy, right? Um, always been silly. But um, when I was drinking, when I was drinking and I had a substance abuse problem, I was very much more um, aggressive. I was very aggressive and I didn't actually know it. I thought I was just being me, but I spent a lot of time and, you know, people would tell me, it was like, dude, it's kind of hard dealing with you because the first thing out of your mouth is someone says something you like, it's like, I'm slapped the shit out of you. And to me, I'm gonna slap the shit out of you. It's just a common remark for me saying, hey, stop doing what you're doing. Cause that's how I was taught. Like, hey, stop that, I'm slap shit at you. But people hear that, you know, and, you know, I'm not a small guy. Mac's not a, a small guy in the sense of not saying we're like fat individuals, but not small people. So when we look at you and say, hey, yo, stop playing, I'm slap shit at you. Again, goes back to that Mandingo thing, I guess, being, you know, dark skin with beards. People be like, oh, my God, this motherfucker's going to murder me. And it's like, dog, I'm just fucking with you. So I like, in, in, in actuality, if I could have a confession, I started acting more so goofy on the Internet to a T to lighten up my image for people to stop being so fucking scared of me. Cause it was just, it just became too much. I didn't understand why people were so afraid of me for no fucking reason. I still don't understand why that people are afraid of me. I think I am one of the silliest motherfuckers in the world. If you guys watched our lives, you will see that, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing lives. Sometimes I'm laying on my stomach with my feet kicked up in the air. Mac like, Hey, yo dog, for real, what are you doing? <laughs> don't, don't remind me, man. Don't remind me. We doing lives. I'm over here putting baby oil on my chest. Like, so yeah, then I'm talking to the nigga. And then, you know, he was like, like, yeah, what the fuck are you putting baby oil on? I'm like, yeah. Y'all don't put baby oil on? Like, hey, yo, pooch, bro. Put, hey, bro, stop. Stop. <laughs> Half the reason why we're not doing the lives right now. So. That's, that's definitely part of the reason why we're, <laughs> why we're not doing lives now. Because <laughs> this guy right here don't know how to act. I think it was your sister or somebody who was in the chat. I don't I don't know, like your good friend or somebody. I remember one time I was cuddling a pillow and she was like, hey man, I'm gonna hop this live this motherfucker. I'm stop cuddling that I said that was my sister that said that. Yeah. But it's again, it's just multifaceted, y'all. Like you gotta understand, like a good amount of what I do is already entertainment. Then also it's 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 it sucks, but a good amount of what I do sometimes is I have to do it because it's just one of those things and coming in and looking at me. I don't have, I think, a welcoming face. So it's like I sometimes I have to lighten up the mood, uh, which, again, I fucking hate that I have to do that. But it's just adaptability and things we have to do. 
Um, with that being said, Mac, before we get up out of here, any other things you got going on? Anything you want to touch on, Mr. Bully Man? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I just want y'all to tune into our show, too. You know, tune into our podcast. As you know, we're not just a podcast that's a show, but we're a show that's a motherfucking podcast. So, uh, yeah, you can catch us every Tuesdays, mm. 12, 12 a.m. You know, on YouTube, Anchor. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're on all the major platforms. I believe y'all on Spotify. Yeah, all the, all the major platforms that play podcasts, like you can catch us. And then I'm also part of the uh, Sarkarigans Media Group, SMG, the gang, gang, gang. Um, So you can find us, uh, find them on their YouTube page as well. Um, Max the singer, guys. I didn't know that. I didn't ask Max to sing today, but Max can sing. I'm telling you. This guy here. <laughs> I don't think I didn't see that video, Mac. Yeah, I think I didn't see you. If, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, stop this video right now. Go to Are You Serious Podcast and uh, see Maxine DeBarge. It's it's lovely. I mean, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, y'all could do that. <laughs> <laughs> now, shout, no. out Pooch, uh, shout out to Pablo over at you know, SMG. Shout out to my co host Mitch. He's not here right now. Uh, Shout out to Pretty and Goody. Shout out to Meg the Dog. Meg, man, I tell you what, I, I want to give a good shout out to Meg. She's working. Like she is working. Like she's doing her thing out there with Drake. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, one thing I give Megan is that if she ain't gonna do something, she gonna work. Okay. Yeah, she's, she's she gonna work. work. She gonna work. You know. Now, I, if I had to tell her to chill out sometimes, yeah, but that's love. That's my twin. That's the that's the female version of me. Sometimes I like, you know, like I get people who DM me about Megan and I'd be like, fam, I swear to God, that's not what you want. I mean, unless you feel like, you know, getting curved and just being told nicely, like no or whatever the fuck it is. But now shout out to Megan. That's the homie. Um, your co-host, Mitch, he'll be on the show coming up very soon. Um. He 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 wants to talk about his love for women wearing scrubs. Um, what? Because, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Don't, don't 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 ask me why. Me and him are going to talk about dating in the in the sixties because um your co your co host I think he's I think he's sixty seven. I think he's sixty seven going on sixty eight. I don't know. Whenever the World War Two ended, that's when he was born. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking with you, Mitch. Mitch, Mitch is a very, very, very illustrious man. Yeah, that's, that's back when they was uh, sending out smoke signals. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch knows how to do Morris Cold. <laughs> nah, Mitch, Mitch, all love, man. I, I love Mr. Mitch. Mitch is my OG, the barber. Um, yeah, man. But Mac, again, like I said, man, thank you so much for having, uh, you know, being on. I'm not gonna lie, man. It's it's flattering as fuck as this show is, guys, because. This show, if you've been following me since the inception, started off as something I did in my mama's basement, legitimately. I did it in my mama's basement, and half the time I did it drunk and under the influences <laughs> of drugs. You know what I'm saying? And now I just do it sober in my own fucking basement, and I do it hungry. Don't know which one's worse, you know? But it's very flattering, as I say it again, because this is the beauty of like podcasting, y'all. I did not know Mac two years ago when I started this. There would have been no reason for me and Mac to even cross 
past because I live in California. Mac lives all the way in fucking Baltimore. What the hell are we going to be talking about? A group chat? I have no idea. So the fact that two black men are able to come again, come together and, you know, make something and be, you know, positive. I, I like to think we're positive. You know, you can think the fuck you want, but I like to think we're positive. Um, and, you know, push the needle forward. You know, Mac, your son's going to look back at this, you know, 10, 15 years from now and be like, yo, my pops was cool as shit. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, you know, if I have any children, they'll think I'm a decent person. I have no fucking idea, but I'm just happy we're able to do this and put this on wax and come together, man. So I really appreciate you for doing that. And I'm going to sign out here, man. You guys listen to another episode of Six Minute Podcast. Please, please remember the loud of peace, kill the evil that's coming from within you. And until next time, I am out. Production. What's the name of Uncle Poochie's podcast? Six feet under. Six feet under podcast.